Raiders make a couple roster moves on Monday that shouldn't surprise anyone, but it's good for everyone as far as the silver and black is concerned. That plus a whole lot more comes up on Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, November 28th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. And welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. Of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, thank you. Show has grown so much in a short amount of time on YouTube, over 10,000 subscribers, and that's because of you. We thank you so much. And of course, we also cannot forget my guy Ari. If it wasn't for Ari, we wouldn't be up on YouTube at all. So we definitely appreciate Ari. does a great job, always trying to make the show better each and every day, and he does a fantastic job behind the scenes at Ari Produces on Twitter. You can hit me up on Twitter as well, at your boy Q254, and we got the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. We'll get back to your calls and texts coming up in segment number three of today's show. We didn't have any on Monday. We took you inside the Raiders locker room, heard from Mad Max Crosby, a guy who fought all week long just to get back on the football field and play against Kansas City on Sunday, something that he did. So didn't hear any calls and texts on Monday. We'll get back to that on today's show. Also, in segment number two, we'll take you back inside the Raiders locker room. Had an opportunity to catch up with a bunch of players on the offensive side of things and defensive side of things. We'll close out all the locker room sound in segment number two, represent defense and offense. That'll come up. And then here in segment number one, of course, news and notes of the day, stuff that I was able to collect all over the day. I uh, just want to bring it to you and uh, get you prepared for today. So uh, before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you that today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. I'll tell you a lot more about them later on the show. And uh, also, I did want to give a special shout-out. My man Ari wanted to make sure that I got this shout-out in, and I definitely do not want to forget. want to shout-out to Jonathan Risk. And you're saying, who's Jonathan Risk? Well, he's actually a guy that uh, just because he wants to help the show grow as well, and a lot of Raider Nation has done this. Uh, the intro song that we have uh, was gifted to us by a, a faithful listener of the show, just trying to help out. And uh, Jonathan Risk, he's the guy that – uh, helped create or did create, actually, uh, the voicemail text line and the voice of the images uh, little graphic that we have on our YouTube page that Ari uses each and every day. So we want to shout out Jonathan Risk. Uh, check out his Twitter, at Official Risk. That's at Official, R-I-Z-K, and his website, Official Risk, R-I-Z-K, Dot com. Uh, definitely appreciate him and his efforts. And he didn't ask us to do that, but Ari thought it was important, and I definitely think it was important. So shout out to Jonathan for also contributing to the show here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Now, into the news and notes for the day. And I don't think it should come as a big surprise, something that I talked about quite a bit on Monday's show, but both Marcus Peters and Roderick Teamer both were waived on Monday. And if you don't remember why, uh, safety Roderick Teamer was a guy that did not play on Sunday. He was arrested on Saturday night, suspicion of DUI, and all that will play out in the courts. That's not for me to judge, but uh, it's obviously not a good look. And I just really couldn't believe that he was even away from the team hotel and was in that position to get arrested the night before a game, not to mention the risk that he ran 
in the community and anyone in that Raiders organization knows everything about drinking and driving, what the results of it could be. So you would think that those guys would be even more cautious of what's going on and know their surroundings and kind of read the room better than they did. But obviously, Roderick Teamer was not that guy. So on Sunday, the Raiders released a statement. The Raiders are aware of the incident involving Roderick Teamer last night. The club is in the process of gathering more information. We'll have no further comment at this time. So he didn't play on Sunday, and on Monday we found out that he was waived. Again, not a big surprise. Marcus Peters, a guy who did not play in the second half of the game on Sunday versus Chiefs. And matter of fact, the final drive of the first half, he didn't play either. Uh, he was very standoffish on the sideline, standing by himself, had his beanie cap on, then he had his helmet, then he had his beanie cap. And just, again, you could tell he was a guy that was very much, as far as I'm concerned, checked out and did not want to be there. He's a guy that the Raiders have talked to, pulled into the office ahead of time weeks ago, saying, hey, man, you need to clean up your act. You need to work harder out there. You need to try harder. As far as it goes, you know, trying to tackle guys. He just didn't have the effort, didn't put in that effort to try to tackle dudes. There was a time when uh, Coach Pierce actually yelled at him while he was on the field and said, hey, effing tackle, and kind of gave him the hand motion, like, that's your job, do your job. And so he was already getting on him. Uh, there was rumors and reports about uh, following the Detroit game that the Raiders organization was really mad at him. They sat him down, talked to him. He said he'd clean everything up. He clearly didn't. He uh bolted out of the Raiders locker room before we ever had a chance to get in there on Sunday. Myself and Paul Gutierrez actually saw him walk right by us. He was fully dressed, already changed, already showered, and was making it, uh, getting out of the out of the locker room quick, fast, in a hurry. Well, he was waived on, uh, on Monday as well. And as Vinny Bonsignor pointed out on Sunday on Twitter, Marcus Peters is owed the remaining of his $1.1 million 2023 salary. He also gets a $60,000 per game bonus for each game he's active, and the Raiders would save $300,000 if they decide to move on. Well, in fact, they did decide to move on on Monday. So no Marcus Peters, no Roderick Teamer. And I think that that was good for interim coach Antonio Pierce and interim GM uh, Champ Kelly. The fact that they didn't let it linger on. I thought, and I mentioned it on Monday's show, I would not be surprised if neither one of those guys was with the team when they came back for week 14. But the fact that they got it done so quickly, immediately the next day, is like, boom, move on. I think that was a hell of a statement and let it be known that, hey, again, this is the standard. This is what we stand for. And you've either got to do what we need you to do or we'll move on. And it's not in a dictatorship. It's just like, a hey, you can't just do whatever you want to do and think it's okay. You can't be out there on the, on the field and try to olay guys when it comes to tackling. You should not be out riding around and drinking the night before a game when you're supposed to be at the team hotel anyway. Like those kind of things should be fireable offenses, right? And again, for Peters, it's something that had been building up for some weeks anyway. So I do think that it was a really good move that they went ahead and got it done quickly and not let it linger throughout the course of the week, uh, you know, and, and, and leading into even next week when they come back from the bye. So no Marcus Peters, no Roderick Teamer. And again, I think that was a good sign. Champ Kelly told me when he took over as the interim GM that he's there to help, uh, you know, support the coach, but also help create a winning culture. And going back to that winning culture, we had many conversations about that here on the podcast. And the way that Peters was playing, the, the way he was uh, has had his lackluster effort out there. Many people have called the podcast voicemail line and said, when can we bench this guy? Well, not only did they bench him, but they moved on. That's not winning culture. What Roderick Teamer did, very selfish. I talked about it quite a bit on Monday's show. That's not a part of a winning culture. What is part of a winning culture? Max Crosby. 
You heard from him uh, inside the Raiders locker room. Had that on Monday's show. Uh, he's part of a winning culture. He is a guy that you want to create a winning culture around. He is a guy that did everything he could to get back out on the field, even though it was against all odds, didn't practice all week, was listed as doubtful, but begged and, and harassed and showed uh, the training staff that he was good to go and he wanted to be out there for his brothers. He wanted to be out there to face Patrick Mahomes, and he did that. Well, he's got his podcast, uh, The Rush with Mad, Mad Max Crosby is what it's called. Uh, his podcast actually drops this morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time, so depending on what time you're listening to this, uh, his show might already be out, or if it's earlier than 9 a.m. Pacific time, maybe it's coming out in a few minutes. But uh, he was asked, and this is a little bit of a preview of what he was going through last week as he didn't practice and was listed as doubtful, but he still ended up playing on Sunday. Check this out. Yeah, this week was fucking my knee. Had some fluid build up. The shit was blown up like a balloon. And I wake up the next morning, and I almost pass out like I felt like I was dying I was literally bedridden like I could not move then I get a call that night and they're like okay we need to go to the hospital in the morning there's we found there's bacteria in your in my fluid so that's can be dangerous I had to go through all these requirements I had to do this 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 I had to go out and show them that you know I could do anything do everything I can like I, I, I want to so I thought that was pretty major. I mean, you hear it right there. That was only about 35 seconds of what he was going through. But uh, if you listen to Monday's podcast, you heard him in the locker room tell us that phew, he had a terrible week. He was feeling awful. He went and spent time in the hospital. He wasn't healthy at all and laughed at, you know, Hondo when he said, what were you, about 65% out there? Just kind of laughs. I can't put a number on it, but you hear a little bit further description right there. So check out his podcast, The Rush with Max Crosby. Of course, after you listen to this one, go ahead and check that out just to kind of get an idea of what he went through. Now, he's not censored like this podcast is. Like, I don't <laughs> drop F-bombs. I don't be cussing and all that other stuff. That's, that's his thing. So if you're going to listen to it, you might not want to listen to it with your kids around. <laughs> I'm just saying. I do the radio version of the podcast. I know you don't have to do that for podcasts, but I'm a radio dude. My mama listens to the show. I know a lot of people listen to the show with their families, and I want to respect that. So, uh, yeah, if you're going to listen to Max's podcast, you might want to be careful <laughs> who you're around because it's uncensored. He just tells it how it is, just like he does in the locker room following the game or at the podium. You know, he doesn't really ever censor himself, and that's why a lot of people love Mad Max Crosby because he is so unapologetically himself and that's what makes him a really great Raider coming up in segment number two you heard from Max Crosby on Monday but how about Amik Robertson how about Josh Jacobs how about Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro you'll hear from those guys coming up in segment number two of today's show and you'll hear that after I tell you about the title sponsor of the show which is game time and you're probably wondering well what is game time well just check this out if you are thinking about going to a big event, you don't want to have to worry about your tickets, right? You don't have to worry about getting them in advance. You don't want to have to stress yourself out if you're going to a sporting event, a comedy show, maybe theater, or even a concert. You don't have to worry about that. Game Time is going to help you. Game Time hooks it up in a major way. They've got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. It takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You can see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront. You know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees and buy tickets in seconds with two taps. It's just that simple. How do you get that? Well, just simple. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. 
your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to take you inside the Raiders locker room. Uh, you heard from Max Crosby on Monday's show. Had an opportunity to catch up with multiple players inside the locker room. So I got four more, and they're real quick. They'll go by boom, 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 or else I wouldn't be able to get all four in in this one segment. But thought this was some really good conversation. You can hear the emotion in these guys' voice. You can hear, you know, the frustration, them tired, them ready for a bye. And, of course, these are a lot of the key guys that are on the Raiders roster. So let's start on the defensive side of things. Had an opportunity to catch up with Amik Robertson. I wanted to start off with him because, well, he was very frustrated. Uh, matter of fact, he comes to the point where he says that he knows that the Raiders are better than the Chiefs. And I think that that was taken out of context. I know a lot of people nationally started picking up on that comment and really ran with it. But I just feel like I know what Amik was talking about. They're better than what they put out on the field. They were that 14-0 team, that team that was up 14-0, as opposed to the team that got beat 31-3 the rest of the way. But here's a quick minute with Amik Robertson in the Raiders locker room following the game. So you guys get some early defensive stops. You guys get up 14-0. What do you feel like kind of changed, or when do you feel the momentum changed with Kansas City and what they started able to do offensively? That same Kansas City team, run a quarterback, scramble around, whatever, and just throw the ball. You guys had the lead last year, and then you lost it. And you had the lead this year, and you lose it. Do you feel like it's just the same same game, different different day? And I don't like losing to them. And I'm a competitive person. You know, uh, at the end of the day, we didn't execute. We didn't do our job. And uh, we came out with an L. How badly do you guys need this bye week? Seems like you're really banged up, uh, especially on defense. Uh, do, you, do you think it's coming in? The Honestly, direction? I feel, man, f- a bye week. I was, I was running by the win. That's, that's all I was running about. You know what I mean? Lost a couple games this year, but for some reason, you know, for me, this one just hurts, you know, because I know we better than that team. I know we got more dogs. I know we better than that team. So, you know, I'm just pissed off that we couldn't pull out the win. Is that the same feeling that the rest of the locker room has, in your opinion? Yes, I mean, of course, because a lot of a lot of competitive guys, we put the work in, you know, and we know that we better than that team. So there's a meek right there, and I love that, you know, he's got the emotions. Uh, the frustrations. He's talking about he's not worried about the bye week. He was just worried about beating Kansas City. That's what he really wanted to do. And I love the energy and I love the the passion that he brings to the table. And that's what I know Coach Pierce is looking for. I know that's what Champ Kelly is looking for. And does that mean that you're going to win every one of your games? No. But he's out there and he cares. And he's given everything he has. Instead of a guy like a Marcus Peters who's no longer with the team that wasn't given everything he had. Matter of fact, it felt like he wasn't even given 50% of what he had. He was just out there. Really, it felt like he was collecting a check and uh, a disgrace to that number 24, right? And the Raiders need to be careful of who they give that number 24 out to next. You just can't give that out to everybody. And the last few people that have rocked that number have not lived up to that number. So that was Amik Robinson on the defensive side of things. Let's flip things over to the offensive side of things. Josh Jacobs went for 110 yards on 20 carries, also had a handful of catches as well. Uh, And, of course, he had the big run, the 63-yard run uh, for a touchdown. It was fantastic, had a nice stiff arm. Here's Josh Jacobs in the Raiders locker room following the game. What changed, Josh? You guys had a good momentum going. You guys were up 14-0. All of a sudden, something happened. I don't know. I think that, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that missed field goal, I feel like, I didn't even know we missed the field goal, so I don't know. Despite the loss, you, you had some times where you had explosive plays. How does it feel to do that for your team in front of a rivalry game like this? Mm, I mean, it's all right, I guess. In your experience, 
success on third down, is that more indicative of the play call or the player just making the play? It's definitely a, a combination of the two, for sure, because you got to be put in a position to win, and you also got to win, so, yeah. You felt like they defended you differently after your, your long run? Nah, they was, I didn't even feel like they, yeah, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Josh, was it more, you know, them making adjustments or more what the offense wasn't doing? Right? No, nah, I mean, we knew what they was going to do when we came out. I mean, it was running outside zone. Obviously, you got to, you know, stop the outside zone. So we had an adjustment today, adjustment, but, you know, it just didn't work out that way. What's the bye week coming up? Or how much is that needed for you guys to kind of recover, recuperate, and get the mindset right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a long time, you know, for, for a lot of these guys that's been in this, you know, in the building or whatever. Um, you know, it's just being able to get your body right and be fresh and things like that. Um, for me personally, I feel good. So, yeah. Guys, earlier in the week, you had mentioned how you needed, you wanted at least 20 touches. You got that, most of that in the first half. What did that do for you? Did you get it going? Yeah, I mean, I felt like we, you know, we started fast. We started how we wanted to. Um, we just then, you know, sustaining it towards the end. So there's Josh Jacobs in the Raiders locker room following the game. And, you know, one of the questions that I asked on my radio show on Monday, Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920, was, what do you feel like was the turning point? What what happened that all of a sudden the Raiders, who had a 14-0 lead, what, you know, really slowed them down? And you heard Josh Jacobs say he felt like, you know, the game changed when they missed that field goal. Now, when they missed that field goal uh, after they didn't go for it on fourth and one, and I do think that that was a bad decision, but, you know, it's easy to second guess now, and I mentioned that on Monday's show. Uh, you know, they were only up 7 nothing at that time. They do get the ball back. Joshua has that big run and gets up 14 nothing. But you heard him say that that field goal, hell, he didn't even know that they missed it, right? That stood out to me in a major way. He didn't even know they missed it, I mean, because it's so short. Daniel Carlson doesn't miss those kind of field goals. But uh, as I mentioned on the show on Monday, as I mentioned on my radio show on Monday, I just don't think you're going to beat the Chiefs with field goals. I think you've got to show that aggressiveness, get into the end zone, get up 14-0, possibly get up 21-0, then all of a sudden really put some stress on them, even though last season they were up 17-0 and they lost that game. So really there's no lead that's safe when you're going up against the Chiefs because they find ways to score. But Allegiant Stadium would have been popping if they had got up 21-0. They didn't. But I do think that that missed field goal by Carlson, while the Raiders were up 7-0, they had just gone on a 14-play drive and they come away with nothing. I think that was the beginning of the end for the Raiders in that game. Devontae Adams started off the game really hot, had five catches for 73 yards, and then was shut out the rest of the game. So here's Devontae following the game. When did things start to change? You guys got up 14 nothing. Would you feel the momentum start to shift in that one? I mean, we just won a couple possessions without putting any points on the board, and then, um, you know, they got a really good offense, so it just kind of put ourselves in a tough spot by not helping the defense out and, and pushing that lead. Um, and then we went in 0-0 at halftime and just didn't didn't take care of it, didn't really um, have any momentum to get something going in the second half. Was there anything that you felt they did special to slow you down after that first couple of possessions? Um, no disrespect to them, but it was just about, it was more about what we were doing. I mean, we just didn't really execute the, the way that we had been, you know, that in the positions that put us, you know, with some points on the board. So we just got to do a better job of sticking to the things that, you know, get us to that point, staying aggressive and, and uh, just finding a way to finish it. How frustrating is that, Devontae, when you guys are having so much success doing things a certain way and then all of a sudden it seems like somebody bumped a DJ table kind of thing? Yes, it, it is frustrating. It's confusing, too. And, um, yeah, I don't really know what to say or, you know, exactly why it, it went the way it did, but we just couldn't figure it out in the second half. What's the mentality like going into the bye week now? Uh, just got to get everybody healthy and get ready to finish the season as, as good as what we can. We still got everything in front of us. We just 
making it harder each week by not uh, winning. So we got to rally, get um, get our minds right, get our bodies right, and get ready to play uh, whoever we got after the bye. How much do you guys need this bye, in your opinion? I mean, we played a lot of football now, so we definitely need it. I mean, it's, it's tough to go week in and week out playing ball without getting a you know a little little reboot um, time. So, so it'll be good to have this. Would have been better having a victory going into it, but you know, here we are. Devontae Adams in the Raiders locker room right there, and you can hear the frustration. And you know, it's more of what the Raiders did as opposed to what the Chiefs did. And I agree with that 100. percent You know, you look at the team, and that goes back to Amik's comment about we're better than the Chiefs. I know we're better than the Chiefs. A lot of it has to do with the reason the Raiders lost that game was self-inflicted wounds. They did a lot to themselves. They didn't keep up their scoring. They didn't keep up what they were supposed to do. The defense wasn't able to hold up and and slow the Chiefs down because the Raiders' offense wasn't sustaining drives, wasn't giving them a break, right? And so there's multiple reasons, but you heard Devontae. It's no disrespect to Kansas City, and I definitely will never take it that he's trying to be disrespectful to them, but it was more about about what the Raiders didn't do as opposed to what the Chiefs did do. The final guy I want you to hear from is Hunter Renfro. There's a Hunter Renfro sighting. He's back, right? It's great to see him off the, the back of the milk carton and see him out there contributing. You heard Coach Antonio Pierce call him crazy legs. So obviously, you know, he's got a you know an, an extra opportunity with the silver and black. So myself and Paul Gutierrez and a couple other media members caught up with Hunter Renfro following the game. Part of these battles now for a few years. I mean, what, what is it about that Kansas City offense that you know that they could just turn it on and, and dime? Yeah, I mean, they did a good job offensively, and, uh, you know, Mahomes is one of the best players in the NFL for a reason. So even when you guys are up two scores, you're not feeling like there's any... No, I mean, we were up 17-0 last year, right? Yeah. And we were up 14-0 this year, and I think, you know, but, uh, you know, we if we do a good job of executing and go out there and, we, you know aren't short on that fourth down then you know uh we can go and score again and you just never know how the game turns out so offensively we got to do a better job Hunter, why do you feel uh, the, the offense wasn't able to sustain the efficiency that the game that they started with on the first several drives um i wish i knew you know uh i think we're all trying to figure it out and um you know they make adjustments you know their d coordinator is one of the best for a reason and um but we just have to keep plugging away and and do what got us up 14-0. What are you guys looking forward to in this bye week? Getting healthy. Yeah. Uh, that's the biggest thing. I mean, we're what, 5-7? and seven? Yeah. Um, And so 5-7 and seven and, you know, there's nothing against us winning five in a row and sneaking into the playoffs. And that's kind of the goal. And um, I think um, I'm hoping, you know, everyone in this locker room kind of has that at the back of their mind this whole bye week. You guys pulled that off last time too, or a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, a couple years ago. So that's that's the, you know. New team, same dream. Do you feel like everyone in the locker room does have that feeling? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I think, you know, we have a special group, and we believe in each other. And, um, you know, I I go to war with any of these guys any day. So there's Hunter Renfro in the game, or after the game, I should say, in the locker room. And uh, you heard the question I asked, you know, do you believe that all the guys in the locker room feel the same way he does, that they can go on a run uh, you know, and, and finish off the season strong. And the reason I asked that question, and I asked a similar question to Amik Robertson, was because of Marcus Peters, was because of Roderick Teamer, right? I didn't think that those guys were all in on the we. They were all in on the I as opposed to the we. And so uh, that's why I asked that question to both Hunter 
and Amik Robertson. But that's going to do it for the Raiders locker room sound that we got. I uh, still got sound from Coach Antonio Pierce as we met with him on Monday, and then a bunch of the of the assistant coaches also met with the media. I did not have an opportunity to talk with them. I was doing my radio show, but I do have a lot of sound from them. So I'm going to go through it, see if there's anything good. If so, we'll bring it to the podcast maybe tomorrow throughout the course of the rest of the week since it is the bye week. Uh, if not, then we won't. But uh, we got plenty of time to get to a whole lot on the show throughout the course of this week. I got a lot of conversations that I got lined up ready to talk about between tomorrow, Thursday, and also Friday. But coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts. Getting back to that, Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before we get to any of that, though, do want to tell you about FanDuel. And with it getting a little bit colder out there, the NFL is staying hot, right, with FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 if your team wins. You've been thinking about joining FanDuel? Good. No better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I like player props. It's just a little bit more fun. Adds a little bit more to the game, a little like game inside the game, but of course, there's so many different options that you could have, and FanDuel has them, and the app is super easy to use. Right now, uh, join FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get into the NFL season the right way with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start off with a call from our guy, Jordan Oregon. He's calling to talk about the game on Sunday and the reality of the 14-point lead against Kansas City. Speaks on what his impressions of Antonio Pierce has been and has more thoughts on that. Here he is, Jordan Oregon. Hey, what's going on, Q? Jordan Oregon here. I want to call in, man, and just kind of chime in on your podcast. Uh, your Monday edition, definitely wasn't expecting that. Um, I liked it a lot. I liked your idea of should this team pivot and be thinking towards, like, uh, younger players, thinking about development in the future. Um, and, and that conversation came in in regards to um, – you know, cornerback position or, or anybody that they think has played a little bit lackluster, maybe it's time to make a switch. Um, and that, that brings me to my point. I just want to make real quick is, uh, I think this Raiders team, um, you know, even with Antonio Pierce, I, I, I don't see it, man. I really don't. I, I think you, a lot of, a lot of fans and whatnot could be pretty pumped up about that 14 point lead at the beginning of this game and last game. They kind of did the same thing, but. Let's face it, man, all, all teams in the NFL have enough talent to, to put a touchdown or two on the board consecutive. It's, it's, the, it's the National Football League. All these guys are the best of the best, the top 1% of 1%. So it, to me, it's nothing to hang your hat on. And Q, you sure didn't. And I like that about your podcast. You kept it real. Um, you know, that 14-point lead is nothing. That's the same as being up a touchdown, especially when it's in the first quarter. And, you know, after – Everything the last uh, several weeks, I think Antonio Pierce definitely has the it factor, but I don't think he has the it factor in the sense of, of being a head coach, and that's just my take, and I'm not counting him out yet. He's still got a few games to to prove everybody wrong, but just some of the in-game management that, that I think we've seen the last couple of weeks for sure, I, I haven't been super impressed with. And then it brings me to my point, too, is like, it should Mark have to settle for this? I mean... He he made a mistake with Josh McDaniels. Hear me out on this. And 
you know, kind of caught lightning in a bottle for a couple of weeks against some crappy New York teams with, with Antonio Pierce. But is that enough to, to basically make this his next big decision is like keeping this, this regime on board. Antonio's got the guys like fired up. Well, being fired up and, and being a, a, a good, smart, competent football team is, is two different things. And like what we've seen right now, I feel like is these guys are running on the adrenaline of getting rid of Josh McDaniels. There, there's too much talent on this team to be the record they are. And I know it wasn't really a fair shot for Pierce from the very start to get thrown into this, but that's my point exactly is that he wasn't qualified to get thrown into. He's done a admirable job. Honestly, a lot of people thought they already should have crowned him head coach a couple weeks ago. And it's like, I, I just don't see it, man. And I just don't think this team has to settle. Um, and I think it's start time to start thinking about the future and looking at the young guys. Peace. Really good call, my man. It's always great to hear from you. And, you know, you bring up some really good points, especially when it comes to Antonio Pierce. Now, I do think he's qualified to to be a head coach in the league. I do believe he is a really good leader. I think he's shown that he's been a really good leader. And it's been four games. And so far, the Raiders are 2-2. Two and two. Now, the two New York teams obviously aren't as good. And Miami and the Chiefs are good. But the one thing I know is that those players are ready to run through a wall for him. Does that mean that that means he's automatically the head coach? No. But he does have five more games to prove who he is. Just like Aiden O'Connell has five more games to prove who he is. And I think that those two questions will be answered by the time the season gets wrapped up. We'll all have a good idea. Raider Nation is smart. I say it all the time. Uh, anyone in Raider Nation could do their own podcast if they so choose to. Right? I just happen to do one every day. But... Anyone could do it because I believe Raider Nation is very, very smart, very intelligent, knows what they're talking about. I think we'll all have a really good idea of if Antonio Pierce should be the head coach moving forward by the end of the season. And I think we'll all have a great idea of Aiden O'Connell, and I know some people have their feelings on Aiden and AP right now, but I, I will caution to go ahead and, and, and let this ride out the rest of the season. Don't be in a rush to judgment just so you, know, you don't cloud your, your, your vision and your mind with you know maybe negative thoughts or even too positive thoughts. Don't get too high or don't get too low. Just let things play out and see how it all shakes out. So we'll see, right? And now I'll say this. It, like you said, does Mark Davis have to settle? No, not at all. Vegas is an attractive city. Uh, the facility is a very attractive facility, state-of-the-art equipment, state-of-the-art facility. Obviously, the stadium's fantastic. Uh, the, the team, the, the value of the franchise has gone up in a major way. Yeah, it's a very attractive spot. It's a lot more attractive than the job that opened up on Monday when Frank Wright got fired in Carolina, <laughs> right? And especially with an owner like Mark Davis, who's not David Tepper. He's a completely opposite where he's going to give you the job and get out of the way and let you do your job. So, uh, no, uh, Mark Davis doesn't have to settle for anything, but he does have to get the higher right, in my opinion. Got to get the higher right. You can't keep having musical chairs like he's had, even though it's no fault of his own. He's tried to hire guys, tried to give them the long-term deals, and for some reason, one way or the other, something happened. Gruden, we all know what happened. McDaniels, clearly it didn't work. So thanks, Jordan, for that call. It's always great to hear from you, my man. Up next, got a text from Professor Raider. Said, Q, I wanted to pass along the news that I, and it says, defended my dissertation, and now Professor Raider is Dr. Raider. For all those in Raider Nation that want to give up on your dreams, I'm here to tell you never give up. I've lost several kids along this journey, but was able to battle through it to achieve my dreams. Raider Nation, keep persevering and keep grinding. Much love to you all. Sincerely, Dr. Professor Raider from Cleveland, Ohio. And congratulations, my man. And I would agree with what you're saying about dreams 100%. And I'm living proof that whatever your dream is, you can achieve it if you want to. It takes hard work. 
It takes a lot of frustration. You're going to have a lot of no's. You're going to have a lot of uh, times where you feel like you're getting kicked down the stairs, but you got to get back up and you got to keep fighting and you got to keep grinding and people are going to cheer for you until they don't. I, pr I promise you that if there's one thing you listen to me, everyone has your back until they don't, right? Everyone cheers for you until they don't. They won't always cheer for you. There'll be a lot of uh, hate that will come your way, but keep on fighting, keep on dreaming, and keep on doing what you believe is right, and more times than not, you'll achieve what you're trying to reach. So uh, congratulations, my man. Definitely appreciate the text. Uh, up next, got a call from yours truly in Pennsylvania. He's calling to talk about a couple options that the Raiders have, in his opinion. Here he is, yours truly. Hey, Q. It's yours truly here in PA, and uh, I've had this been knocking around in my brain all day, and I was just thinking, you know. We got two options here. A, uh, keep Pierce and uh, let Pierce build coaching staff around him the way he wants him and Champ Kelly. Or B, get Harbaugh, draft McCarthy, and just a total rebuild. Trade away Adams, go with Ken, for everybody. Uh, what do you think? I don't know. Uh, let me know what you think, man. Love your show. Listen to it every morning. It's my now my everyday routine, no matter where I go or what I do. So uh, love it. Keep doing what you're doing. Peace out. Just win, baby. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And that's the thing. Uh, MD has to decide what or who is best for his football team. You can keep AP, let him build his staff, and let Champ Kelly and Champ Kelly, excuse me, truly pick the ingredients and decide: Is O'Connell the guy? Is he not the guy? And if he's not the guy, then you've got to go get the guy, right? I think those are the two biggest decisions that the Raiders have. Who's your head coach going to be and who's your quarterback going to be? Do you have him already? If you don't, go get him, right? I think that you have to go get him. I don't think you can just dance around and play around and hope that this guy is going to turn into something or you can win with the middle-tier quarterback. Like, just go get the guy. If you don't have him, go get him. And if AP's not your coach, go get your coach, right? But you've got to you've got to find a way to figure this out. So uh, yeah, those those are the two options, and we'll see how it shakes out. The good thing is there's five games left for all these guys to prove who they are or who they aren't, and I think we'll all know sooner rather than later. Thanks so much for that call. Got time for one more text? We'll take it from the 208. There's no name attached to it, but it's a text from the 208. Q. Tough loss to the Chief Chiefs. Question: I'd love to know the answer to. For us longtime Raider fans, when was the last time the Raiders finished the game with zero penalties and zero turnovers? It made this loss that much harder to swallow. Ultimately, we may just need to admit the Chiefs are better, deeper, and more well-coached. I'm loving the efforts and focus since AP took over. He deserves a serious look for sure, but should we perform our due diligence? But we should perform our due diligence. Side note, the wife and I are taking our five to, of our six kiddos to a all of our first NFL game, Vikings versus Raiders, we're pumped. It's a house divided. Vikings and Raider fans on both sides. Should be a blast. Any tips or suggestions for must-see sites in or around Allegiant Stadium? That's a text from the 208. Thanks so much for that text. I appreciate you. And, yeah, that's something. And we didn't get to talk about and break down the whole game. As I mentioned on Monday's show, there's so much uh, areas that we could talk about the game and break down. And that's a good thing about the bye week we have all week. Zero penalties and zero turnovers. That rarely happens with any team in the league, let alone the Raiders. And so they lost that. But the problem is the same thing we've been talking about has been the problem for, well, the whole season, and it's the $100 million question, the offense, the offense, the offense. Where is the offense? How come they can't stay good consistently? I get a couple drives here and there, but, you know, to start out as hot as they did but then not be able to keep that up consistently or, you know, continue to put more points or it's like they get to 17, it's like, ah, 
Can't get to 20, can't get to 24. It's just, it's been a problem all season long. It doesn't matter who the coach has been. It's just been a struggle. So I'm not too sure. I'm with you. I do like the effort and the focus and the energy since Antonio Pierce took over. Now, does that mean that that's enough and he should be the head coach moving forward and, and you know, that's going to turn into uh, winning football and championship football? No, not necessarily. And you can't fall in love with that just like that, right? It's been four games. So far, he's two and two. He's got five more games. Let's see what he does the rest of the way, and I think we'll be able to tell, uh, you know, if he's the guy or not. And, of course, we'll know what it is with Aiden O'Connell. As far as uh, coming to the game against the Vikings, that's a week 14 action. Well, congratulations. It should be fun. Make sure you get to the stadium early. Uh, the doors open, I think, what, two and a half hours or two hours before uh, the game starts. I get in there three hours before uh, the, the the game kicks off, but that's because i got to do the pregame show or the pregame pregame show. It's called Q's Kickoff from Coors Light Landing um, right there in Allegiant Stadium. It's right next to the torch. Just soak it in. Walk in the stadium, take a bunch of pictures, go to Coors Light Landing, see the Al Davis torch, take some pictures, you and the family, meet a lot of Raider Nation, meet and greet, uh, enjoy the, just walk around the building, check out all the sights and sounds and everything, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy yourself. Uh, as far as, you know, everything else, you're in Vegas, have a good time. <laughs> Simple. If you want to go meet and greet with a bunch of Raider fans and take the kids and it's free to get in, you can go to the Rockstar on Saturday night. Uh, that's where Vinny Bonsignor and a lot of folks meet. A lot of Raider Nation meets early. It starts around 6 o'clock. I believe on Saturday night it's free and there's no age requ uh, requirement. So you can bring the kids as well and also hang out and meet and greet with a bunch of Raider fans. So uh, that's really my suggestions. But get to Allegiant Stadium. Get there early. Soak it in. Enjoy it. And uh, hopefully you and the family can help cheer on the Raiders win versus Vikings Week 14 action. So thanks so much for that. That's all we got time for on today's show. Still got a few calls that we'll get to. Actually, we got plenty of calls we'll get to throughout the course of the week. Uh, we'll also uh, have plenty of discussion here, and uh, we'll go through some of the sounds from the, uh, the, the, the other assistant coaches. If there's anything good, we'll bring that to the table. Got some sounds from Antonio Pierce could still bring to the table as well, plus whatever else we come up with throughout the course of the week. But please believe it'll be a fun week this bye week. Get a little bit of rest and relaxation and get right back to it and get ready for the Minnesota Vikings. So until tomorrow, Red Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.